What is going on, everyone? You're listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you're having a blessed day and that you know this episode. Thank you. What is going on, everybody? I hope that you're having a blessed day, even better night. If you listen to this to the morning, I hope that your day is going to be amazing and that God's going to guide you in every step. And if you listen to this at nighttime, man, I hope you just had an amazing day. But thank you once again for tuning to another episode of Walking in the Faith. Um, Man, it's that week. You know, I've been praying on it. I've been trying to get my thoughts together as well, questions together for this week. And especially with it being Valentine's week, you already know, like I said, we're going to be topping or talking about relationships and then we're going to break down you know what a godly man is as well a godly woman is but man today we're going to be talking about relationships and just you know my personal experiences with relationships as well personal quests to attain a good relationship that i've had or advice that i received and questions that i've been asked about relationships so once again, thank you so much. I hope you're doing good. I hope your family's doing good. Make sure you tell your loved one that you love them and the people around that you love, that you love them because God has given us a, a time of day or just a time in general in our life to express the things that we love as well to honor him. So let's get into this. Um, Man, can I just say that <laughs> with relationships, it could be a a challenging thing but it's also a blessing i know for me that relationships always have been a i want to say a hard thing for me but i think the reason why it was hard for me because i always done it the wrong way meaning that i always done it the secular way and learned from the secular way had to obtain a relationship as well to love a significant other but i was taught right by my mother especially being raised by a single mom how to write or how to love a woman and what to do in that no means no fellas i'm telling you if she says no it means no so don't don't keep begging on top of that you shouldn't be doing none of that nasty stuff or just even asking questions to attain your um purity to fall into um sin and stuff like don't even get into that area of mindset or even get in that spot of wanting to do that and if you do get the temptation unless you do that like i said man flee flee you gotta flee from it but yeah the yeah realize that women are precious to us men that we had to protect them we had to love them because not only that they um help us in our life but they are also carrying a life in that time of situation or time of uh period when god allows them to be a mother they carry life and you know give life but God creates all things, so God trusts them. And as well, the orderly manner that he made that women make give life. So, fellas, we have to remember that we got to protect them as well, protect the people that we love. But most of all, that women are precious to us. So we got to be good, be good, like be good men, <laughs> for real. So listen up. The questions that we're going to be answering today, like I said, they're pretty personal, but as well, they're not that bad. So... We're going to get in depth with them. So the question that I was asked, we're going to go straight up strong. And so pay attention. What is your view on sex before Christ and after having a solid re- relationship with him? Man, I think that we should not be even getting close to any type of point of having sex before marriage. Like literally, if you're not married, if you're not, you know, in general, going to get married, like, don't even have sex. Like, don't even get into the spot and have a temptation because you, I don't think you guys realize when you guys have sex or even get into the spot of a fornication type of setting, you're creating a, a covenant with that person. And that's the reason why God says wait till marriage because when you do have sex and this marriage is a covenant, it's like the same thing with us with God. Once we say yes to God, we create a covenant to Him to allow Him to maneuver in our life. So when you do premarital sex and everything you're creating a covenant with that person and you're going to leave soul ties if it doesn't work out and only that sex is only meant for the eyes of god god made you know sex an amazing thing and that's what i've been told you know by married couples that sex is one of the most beautiful things but since how how our church are and this generation is that we perverted it so bad that we tell people not to do it and what i mean by that is like we get to a spot of thinking that 
maybe it's not good and that we shouldn't be doing it because it's not good and it's a terrible thing but it's what god made but i'm saying as in like we shouldn't be doing it in a way that it's gonna um, cause us to sin but it has to be honoring to god because god made it so beautiful that the church purchases it to be like a bad thing to even do in general that's what i'm trying to say and for me like i said i lost my v card when i was 14 but me like i said i wish i waited because I want my wife to experience me and only me, and I want to experience her and only her. So I think premarital sex should not happen at all because, one, like I said, it's in the eyes of God that He it honors him. It's only meant for him and for me and my spouse. But at the same time, it's like when you create that covenant, it should be with somebody you're going to last with ever and somebody who God has presented to you to be with forever. I think in our generation and just how this world is and how worldly it is that we perverted it so much that sex before marriage is so normal and people are falling into the place of watching pornography and all this other stuff that it's not even genuine. It's so nasty, but getting to the spot of having sex before marriage, like I said, it creates that covenant that when things do go bad, you guys leave off with soul ties and those soul ties will linger off certain uh, parts of that person's soul onto you that you constantly miss them, you can't stop thinking about them you get flashbacks or just even thoughts about a situation of you guys fornicating because it's creating a soul tie and you guys cannot be together for like years and you get a natural flashback to what you guys were were doing stuff and it's like what the heck because that person's soul has left off an imprint on you and because that covenant you really had to break soul ties and i think a lot of us don't realize we have soul ties attached to us and we just go through our natural day breaking the soul tie has to renounce with uh spiritual ties renouncing your covenant renouncing your pretty much your sin that you created with that person and telling god to renew you and having a renewal mind about it but that's my take on pre-myrtle sex and having sex after having a solid relationship with christ that you shouldn't even be doing that like you should not be fornicating it says that in the word too that you know, fornication would not inherit to the kingdom of God because you are allowing yourself to have a covenant and doing something that you want to do out of your fleshly desire and not a godly desire. And with me, like I said, I I don't be my, I mean, I used to be myself up, but I wish that I just took the time to said no. Like, look at it now, like, man, you were a young curiosity, but wild kid that had his hormones going out the roof and imagine if i was able to control myself at that time it would be so much easier for me now when i'm older but man please i'm telling y'all please don't don't do it it's not i mean yes it's great but it's not worth it at a young age because you're going to experience it with the person you love and when you're married and it's going to be so much better and intimate like for me I can't give you off a personal experience about doing it when you're married, but hearing it from advice from older people and people who are married, like tell they tell me it's worth it when you're married. So don't, I'm telling y'all, don't waste it. Don't waste your time doing that with something that's probably only going to last you less than five minutes. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't even know what real intimacy and real love is and so you're all experiencing fake love and fake intimacy because your fleshy desires is craving for it like man don't do it because you're all creating soul ties you're creating covenants with the wrong people that god does not have for you and it's robbing you from your blessings so my words and from others just wait literally just wait it's okay man waiting is the best thing you could possibly be in and speaking of waiting that was another question that was asked was literally um, let me find it. How do you know you're supposed to be in a season waiting when it comes to relationships? Because when you ask God, you didn't get an answer. Waiting, I think, in your waiting season. Okay, so for me, what I've heard as well, listen from advice from older people and as well just from my um, from pastors is that waiting is a choice. You either get to choose to be you get to choose to be ready or not. It's just dependent on yourself. Are you really ready to take the next step? As in to care for a significant other? Are you ready to be able to love that person through the ups and downs, be able to see their flaws and accept them and as well be obedient in the time of honoring God? And these are all just all rhetorical questions that you get to ask yourself. Are you really ready to give off the energy to love somebody in the days of when you don't feel like loving them? Because that's where we have to really, really lean on God because there's gonna be days where you are so mad at this person 
And you just can't simply just be like, yeah, I'm done. I break up with you because I'm mad. And let me tell you, I had that happen with me. And it's not, you don't want to be on that receiving end because I was broken. All my relationships I've been in, I've been on, I've been cheated on. I've been left just for no reason. And they just simply didn't love me. Like I said, the one relationship that I've actually broke the person's heart, it hurt me because I don't like breaking people's hearts or hurting people in general. So that's why it hurt me. But I'm telling y'all, don't get in a relationship until you're really real and having a true conversation connection with this person. Like, I really think that nowadays we need we need just need to be friends like be friends get to know each other do get to know how they're like get to know what they love and what they don't love get to know their family their friends and just really bond with the friendship and then once he god pulls it closer he pulls it closer but waiting waiting honestly it's just a choice and i know that sometimes we're always chasing the people that we want and that we think we need but god doesn't give us those people to us because I've heard from my own pastor that we we are attracted to the things that we are ourselves, like we are attracted to ourselves. So if you look at the people that you're attracted to, take a reflection of yourself. Ask yourself, like, okay, would you date yourself in any type of season? And most of you are all going to be like, yes, I'll date myself, but no, be for real. Like, would you date yourself? Would you be able to hang yourself if you're your significant other? How you're acting? Are you ready to bring everything onto the table? Are you ready to be there when the days aren't supposed to be are you going to be ready to support your significant other when you don't have the words to say like it goes deeper into this and a lot of this is really given by a married couple because i think nowadays even as single in the singleness we always ask advice from single people and i don't understand why we do that why are you asking advice from a person that is single and they're navigating through the singleness of their selves to give you advice about other relationship, about your own relationships with other people. Really, you got to be asking married couple that have been married for a while about questions that you have for singleness as well as relationships. Because once again, what makes sense? What kind of sense does it make to ask somebody who's single in their own life, give you relationship advice when they're single themselves? Like, <laughs> I think that's kind of foolish and just honestly, something that really needs to look upon between ourselves. Because... Me, even myself, like I said, I'm not going to give you advice that I personally think. I'm giving you advice that's been given to me because I'm not going to lead you in a way that I think would happen because I have not experienced any of that yet being married. So truly, ask somebody who's married these questions that you have. But at the same time, seek the biblical word. For it says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Be not equally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteous with unrighteous, and what communion hath light with darkness? Like, okay, let's put it like this. My own personal experience, when I first followed God and the other person didn't, they always complained because I gave God more time than them as well, sought the Lord more, and always talked about God. You got to have somebody there who's always going to be able to listen to you and is willing to talk about these things. Like, I don't think you guys understand, like myself, I want to be in a relationship that's honoring God and praising God that we go to worship together and we both our hands up and we just pray and we just pray over people have a, a strong communion with God and that we both honor God in the right way and that we look like God put us together that's really how I want my relationships to look like because it's gonna be one bumpy road if the other person does not believe and what you believe, that they're constantly doesn't want to go to church because they don't feel like it. They constantly don't want to get in the word. They constantly don't want to praise because they simply don't want to or it looks weird or it looks dumb. Like, be with somebody who truly understands know how to be in the presence of God. Because once you experience that person who would truly be in the presence of God, like, you are really ready. How I see it, you guys are really ready to attack anything. And, man, for me, like, okay. For myself, I really, like, I would like to be in a relationship. But me personally, I just don't think I'm ready. And I know when I'm ready. I know when God spoke to me, let me know when I'm ready. But personally, like right now, I'm just simply not ready. One, just because I'm in love with my walk with God. And two, is that until I've physically, not physically, but seen the person that I like to be with and know that they're able to capable of praising like me or just even having the same love as God and loving God more than me that's when I'm like okay God like <laughs> I gotta pursue this woman and 
And I think even with pursuing women as a man is that, man, we got to take it seriously. We're in a time of our life where people just date just to date. And it's gotten so bad. And, like, this is something so precious that God allows us to have, that we get to have communion with somebody who is the opposite sex of us, that we get to honor him as well expand the kingdom when the time comes of having kids or just even creating a covenant tie with the rings like this is something so special and people just take it for granted and i feel like nowadays that we set our standards so high i'm like it's okay to have high standards but sometimes your standards are so high that to be honest they're unrealistic and you are choosing the people around you or not choosing the people who are in front of you who could possibly be your husband and treat you way better than the person you have standards for. Like, if your standards are that high, imagine how much standard higher their standards are. And I'm not saying that you could not possibly fit them, but it's just kind of like, you know, make, let's make this have sense and have faith in what, what really could be done. Like, we are so caught up with wanting a certain type that maybe God is not giving you that type because that's not what you need, but it's what you want. And we got to sit here and think about like, okay, what I want is really what I need because sometimes what we need is simply not what we want. <laughs> and that is the truth. Like, I really believe that we need to get to a spot of realizing like, yes, we can have high standards, but let's have high standards for morals and not materialistic things and how a person looks because we're so worried about okay, man, what he has needs to have a nice car or she needs to have this or he needs to have that. Okay, yes, you're cute, but can you pray? Can you praise God? Can you read your word? Can you recite your word? Can you pray over somebody? Can you have a deep conversation without trying to take over it with I and me? Are you able to listen and just actually be quiet and take the step and be like, man, this guy is going through a lot. This girl is going through a lot. Can I? Can you just simply just listen and then be obedient to God when he tells you to go pray for this person. Or, okay, you know, let's instead of let's going out to go adventure, let's just go to church. Let's stop showing up to church late. Let's stop doing this. Like, let's really honestly honor God with my decision making and not just doing it because I want to be seen by this person. Like, we really need to change our mindset of wanting to impress a person but instead impressing God by being obedient and following his word and being able to be equally yoked with somebody in the presence of God. One, not only does that make your connection stronger with the person with you, but it honors God so much that God will allow you two to be a power couple to help minister to other people and grow and let people be spoken to as well it's a team like literally I can't even think of a better word for that it's literally a team like you get have you guys ever seen cat in the hat thing one and thing two that's literally how it should be you should be thing one and thing two that you guys are constantly with each other but you're honoring God on your same schedule or different schedules but at the same time the covenant that you guys make it needs to be chosen in a way that's going to be honoring edifying and obedience and that's one of the things that we like to I like to see because if you look in Genesis chapter 2, 18 through 24, let me get there right now because I have the word in my hand. Um, he talks about, you know, creating Adam and Eve. So God says here in chapter 8, or what is it, chapter 18 through 24, and the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. And out of the ground of the Lord, God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see he would have called them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature that was named thereof, Adam gave names to all the cattle and all to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. Meaning, so God presented, you know, everything to Adam to look for a helper, but it was not significant for him. So it's the same thing with us right now that, listen, men. We are constantly searching for people and women based on their looks and based off how they're doing things, realizing that God is having a helper for us. And we're not choosing the helper because we're so focused on our lust and what this person looks like and not their morals and what they can do. Don't get me wrong. We got to have some type of attraction, but you got to honestly believe like and see that 
the help that's going to be given to you has to fall in with biblical lining as well who God has placed in front of you because we're so blinded by oh this person yes this person is a good person I love this person and they're like such a good girl or guy but they just don't got the material things that I like as well their style is not my style so what okay your style is not so your style that thing could change but you're gonna change you're gonna choose not them because of they don't have a certain materialistic thing or they don't look the way, but they are the way that God's showing you. So if you look in chapter in verse 20, it says, Adam gave names to all, like I said, cattle, to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But Adam, there is not found a meat for him. So look, where God's going to present all this stuff to us. And there's going to be a lot of women that's going to be presented in front of us. But that's not the help that God's really looking for to give us. Meaning you cannot choose just a simple thing like imagine Adam just chose a monkey. Literally, okay, this is good enough, God, but God be like, um, you sure? Like, okay, I, I know I presented it in front of you, but I want you to use your discernment to really understand like, is this really what you need? Is this really the person that <laughs> I'm really going to give you? I mean, okay, um, I know you could do better, Adam, but I mean, wow, all right, you chose a monkey. Okay, but if you look at verse 21, it says, And the Lord caused a deep sleep unto fall upon Adam, and he slept. He took one of his ribs and closed up all the flesh inside thereof. And he took the rib which the Lord had taken from man, made a woman, and brought him unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. They shall be one flesh. God's going to present somebody in front of you, literally in front of you, but you cannot settle for the things around you. And me going back to what I was saying about picking other things, just because you want a relationship, just because you're looking for a helper, don't settle down for certain things. For real, don't. Wait till God presents that person in front of you. Sometimes God already presented that person in front of you, but we're so caught up with, they're not what we want, but it's what you need. Like, imagine that, that God presented all these things to Adam, all these creatures and everything. And look, I'm telling y'all, Adam did have discernment because I'm happy he didn't choose any of those things. But literally, God allowed with this discernment to understand that, okay, Adam needs a helper, but I needed someone who's going to be able to edify me as well, glorify me and help not only my creation, but help each other and help him. So I'm going to make something out of him. I'm bringing a rib out and close it up and make a woman. Instead of now generation, I need a helper. I want help. Okay, so let me go get everything, not get everything, but let me look at the things that are presented to me without knowing that maybe this is not the right person. Okay, one, this person has a lot of things. This person has a lot of materialistic. This person is beautiful. Her looks are great. His looks are great. Um, they got a nice car. They got this, all this and all that. We can just go into detail with that. But their morals are not great. Or, okay, this person is that. Doesn't have a lot, but they still are able to dress up. They're still able to edify God and you know glorify God. But their morals are amazing, and they look like they're a good helper. And they you know they understand me, and they don't judge me. They they love me for who I am, and they don't change just because something happened. Like you see what I'm going to. Like there's two different sides to this, and we gotta understand that simply the waiting is just because God is preparing your helper, and sometimes the helper that God is trying to give you is right in front of you. And when I was tying this into, you know, the Adam and Eve is because God will make the helper out of you and then choosing the things around us. Which I say, like, Adam, I'm happy Adam didn't choose any of the reaches, but imagine Adam did just because he wanted a helper and that he was so needy and that these things have this things and that has that, but not waiting because, man, that would be a whole different story for real. <laughs> it would be a very different story but waiting man waiting is probably one of the most blessed things because me during my wait waiting time right now i am allowing myself to not only grow into the man i need to be but growing into the man that god wants me to be to lead a family and lead a wife and lead a significant other and look at this too like literally look at this which is nice because in proverbs 18 it literally says that it's not good for men to be alone God saw that it was not good. God knows that it's not good for us to be alone. 
But if you think about it, we're really not alone because we got Jesus. But God is going to bring somebody along your life, along your timeline. And sometimes it's the right person at the wrong time, but it just has to wait. You got to wait. Literally, just wait. Wait it out. Keep that person close and wait it out. And everything's going to come together. But God sees that it's not good for us to be alone. He wants us to have communion with each other. God wants us to be able to glorify him and glorify the things around us. Like, God sees that all. And I'm telling y'all, don't don't get into a spot just because you want to get something and want it now. You want a relationship that you settle for something because it's right in front of you. And it's not the morals of what you need. It's not the morals of what God placed in front of you. But then, like, there is going to be times where God's going to place someone in front of you and you don't want that person because they don't have the things that you need and or not the, the things you want. And going back, like, sometimes the what we want is not what we need, but the things that we need is not what we want. So that's, like, my death of, like, we got to, we got to, be strong and just let know the waiting season is just a time for us to really grow into what we could be become. So another question uh, for myself or what was, you know, given, it says, do you seek dominance in a relationship or are you seeking a helper? What do you think the difference is in that? Um, I think a helper, it literally says that God is trying to give us a helper, especially to men. I think, I think a dominance is nice. I think dominance is needed for your sniffing other, but I think to a certain extent, like, um, you know, a man being the head of the house or head of, you know, the woman. And I think a lot of women get the misconception that when they say that women are supposed to submit to their husband, it's not saying that you're weak or anything. It's just that God, that's how God created the order that men need to lead, how Christ leads the church. Like everyone has their role. But the man's role is to lead in the role, the role of the woman is to submit and trust and learn and that the man is leading the house. Not saying that the woman can't do it, but God is putting the man in the order of to lead. So for me, I think, not think, I want to help her. Like dominance, like I said, dominance is needed. Dominance is needed in a, in a certain extent. Like, okay, when I have kids and everything and I'm not there like you got to be able to take care of the kids but then if you can there's something going on then i will step in but i'll step in waiting before that to you to say something to me i just will see it and you know like hey you know stop doing that your mom needs to break like all this other stuff and just honestly the helper is very needed because nowadays especially how i'm not gonna you know pick on woman right now or not saying that right now but shoot or any type of wrong things towards women that but you can see the change now. Now nowadays, women are so independent that they, you know, they're like, ah, oh, they're so dominant that they do everything themselves. It's nice. It's nice. Like, it, don't get me wrong. It's nice because it's happy to see that women are able to start doing things for themselves and taking care of the things that they're they're able to support themselves in. But in a relationship, man, like honoring God and going through the biblical words that letting men protect and minister and as well be the provider for you the dominance is not needed because for me this is how i raise like this is literally how i was raised that once again like i said in the beginning that women are so precious that you know it's a good thing that a man finds a wife and it gives him favor but for me like the women are so precious that i want my wife to not have to work she could work if she want but i honestly would not like my wife working she could work i don't mind it but Personally, me, I was like, okay, it's okay. You don't have to work. I will do everything. Um, I'll provide you for you. Just stay home, you know, do the thing. If you want to go out, we'll go out, do all this other stuff. But she's the queen. Like, you're you're supposed to, she's the person that God given you. You're supposed to honor each other, but serving each other as well. Like, you have to be a server for each other. And she's going to help you, that you're going to serve for her and provide and protect. And know that, man the team power and the couple power is so strong that people are going to see that but me for me like personally me the helper is what i want with some type of dominance not over me but dominance in her personal things that she needs to do but a helper for me because as a man like i said we really need to protect the family provide be the priest of the family and just know that yes you're a hard worker but for me, I don't want to see my baby girl be working. Like that's just how I am. Like I love that you're getting something done for yourself, but 
um, you, you got to take a step back. Let me do the work. Let me provide for you. And I've always been that type of person. I've always been a giver. So no matter what you got, I'm going to give you what I could give. And that's just simply how I am. Like, it really is. And it's something that most people as men need to do. Because I've personally seen men in my life be taken care of. Like, a little testimony that my mom's next man, not going to bash him, but my mom wore the pants. You could tell my mom wore the pants, and she did everything. And she significantly uh, took a lot of of the role of what a man should be and see what my mom go through that and not only that man i just don't want my wife to be like that i want my wife to be able to relax enjoy her time get her nails done go out to eat enjoy her peace and quiet and i'll take care of the kids like i'll do all that but there's days where you guys are gonna have to have time with each other but i cannot be the type of person to let you take care of me i mean i don't mind it you can take care of me but i gotta be able to do more than just let you significantly provide for me like I'll I'll do everything, but don't don't be wearing the pants. Like I don't want to wear. I need to wear the pants, and that's what men are called to be to wear the pants. I don't want no. I don't want my wife wearing the pants, and people are like, man, what is going on? Like, what? She has control over you? Like, no, she she has control over me because it says you know, your your body is not your body; it's your wife, and your wife's body is not her body, but you know your husband's. And so, me it's like I cannot let my wife constantly be the one in charge because it's supposed to be the man in charge it literally says man is is you know in charge over his wife and his family as in christ was in charge of the church ahead of the church so biblical speaking i cannot let that happen would it be nice eh, no maybe but am i gonna let it happen no like really not i can't like i, I really can't <laughs> Another question that was given is, how do you think you would report your other relationship after the last one you had? What would you do differently? Um, what would I do differently? It's everything. Like I said, I've been in relationships where I've done it wrong because I've done it secularly and worldly. That I've done it to the standard of what I know and not through the biblical word. For me, I would, like I said, I'll treat my wife like a queen. Like I'll treat her like a queen. Like I'll really, you know, work my butt off, but give her the time that she needs. Communication, communication is very needed in relationships, and that's where I heard from, you know, married couples. Is that communication is very needed. Um, intimacy, as well, money. Like you got to be able to control those three things inside the relationship, and things would be good. But other than that, is that man? How I approach it differently is being able to listen. I think that's the one thing I kind of struggled with as a man was not able to listen. I was always, you know. I always had to protect my side of my protect my type of uh, side of the stories and things. And that's what arguments were coming through because we're always trying to fight the what is right and what's wrong and not realizing that it's us against the problem, not the problem against us or each other gets each other in the problem. But it's us too against the problem. So that's the one thing I've like would do differently is constantly listen, but just be there for her because nowadays men are just like nonchalant okay the nonchalant could go to a certain extent i used to be very nonchalant and like not care and me now like i care a bunch because i've been in that receiving end of the person not being nonchalant and it hurts it for real does and like through actions it's hard to explain in words but through actions i would just do it because like i said i'm a lover boy um yes i'll provide and protect but i love hard and that's the one thing is that I see so much potential in people, especially in the people I have interest in or the person I have interest in. I see so much potential in that person, even if that person had no words spoken over them or people say anything differently. Um, but like, I think this past year, the interest in a certain person, like I saw the potential in them. Don't get me wrong, still do. And like, wish things could go the right way that I want it to go. But it's not God's will. And maybe it is. It's just I got to have faith in it. But um, I think it's just uh, understanding that knowing to be content with myself. And I am content with myself. Like like I said, I love myself. I'd rather be by myself and then being in a relationship that's going to be constantly arguing and not edifying God. But that's just how I am. I love people now. And I see the potential in people and or just a person. And knowing that... Um, I want to give you the love that you never received. And one 
it may hurt me because you may not be that type of person to receive it. You're so closed off that you can't receive it. You're closed off that you can't give it out. And it's like, okay, I understand. But I'll wait. Like, I'll, I'll wait. But until, you know, enough is enough. I don't know how many much more I could take. I still see your potential. But, man, I really hope that you come to understanding that it's okay. Like, it wasn't your fault. It's okay. Whatever you went through, it's not It's not your fault. So I think that for me with my personal relationships or what I do differently, it's, like I said, it's just listen. Because I've gotten in this spot or I suppose well seen men that when girls are expressing themselves, we always want to give the best solution instead of listening. And sometimes we just need to listen and hear what they're speaking and hear what they got in their mind instead of trying to be a problem solver. And um, just know that God's always going to provide for us, that God is choosing the right things. And knowing that, man, that relationships could be tough, like I said, but it's a, it's a thing that we got to understand that relationships is so precious and we can't just take advantage of it because Paul says, Paul's mentioned that it's okay that sometimes like he pushes to to be single and in the word, but that's just a thing that he likes to say. But, you know, I think one big question that a lot of people have asked me or just even in general is like, uh, how do we know if we're just meant to be single or not? <laughs> God would not let you be single. Simply, it's just because it's a choice. Maybe it's just a thing that you're going to have to navigate through with God. But personally, for me, what I see is I don't think that anyone's meant to be single. Everyone has that person out there. But it's of timing and when and knowing that when you're ready, you're ready. And if you're ready, don't be scared because you're going to miss the opportunity of somebody that truly wants you and loves you. And the idea of that they're not what you want could be possibly what you need and it's okay like it literally is okay <laughs> sorry like I'm I'm kind of like reminiscing because I'm like dude I've been in the spots of where I've wanted to express my love to somebody so greatly and it had me to think of like what am I doing wrong but the more I speak upon it now it's like man God um your timing is your timing and I'm gonna obey it and it's in your hands and we'll be asking your name shall be given. But at the same time, your will, like I said, your will is your will. And if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. I can't do nothing about it. But I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of knowing that you have so much potential in somebody or you see the potential in somebody and that they could be something for you. It's like personally for me, like I said, uh, I want to get married. I don't date to date. I'm married to marry. I'm married to marry. I date to marry. Honestly, like, I don't even like the dating phase. <laughs> Let's just get married. But me, um, I want to meet your family. I believe in doing the old-fashioned way. I want to shake your dad's hand. I want to hug your mom. I want to bring you flowers. I want to open every door for you. I want to just, I want to love you. I want to make you make sure that you know that you're loved and give you reassurance. Confirmation that I love you. Um, words of love letters and just all these other things, like, um, uh, my notebook right here, my prayer notebook, I have papers, stacks of papers in it. Literally, I can make a book. And it's just a prayer. Like, prayer over someone that I know someday God's going to let me give to them. But it's just a matter of when. And I know one of the questions that God's like, the question I read earlier is like, uh, how do I know if I'm in the waiting season? Um, honestly, to be honest, I wouldn't know for you. Because personally for me, waiting season was understanding that I had stuff to work on and that's the reason why I'm in the waiting season and there's things that I have to navigate navigate through there's hurt that I have to heal from there is trauma that I have to heal from and that's the reason why I'm in the, the waiting season and that's something just between you and God and that is the truth that is there's things that you got to work on is there's things that you got to heal from if there's not then what is holding you back is it because you're scared is it because you don't know for sure to what to do or what to look um i think that's just a personal conversation with you and god and one thing that's been told to me through you know advice and everything is that this life is your life and that your walk is your walk and who you marry and who you talk to is on you don't let a person or people tell you who you should be with it's simply with god who he wants you to be with and what you think is best because they're not dating the person you are so and that prayer that you prayed, 
and it wasn't answered. It wasn't because God didn't, uh, how do I say this? God answered it. He did. It's just maybe the answer that you weren't looking for. So when you're like, man, God, he didn't answer. Maybe the reason why he didn't answer because that was the answer. Maybe God didn't want you to be with that person. Or maybe God just was like, okay, let's wait it out. Let me see. And that's the reason why you're in the waiting phase. Because God is maneuvering through it. God is trying to allow himself to see what this person is really going to be for you. And that's where we need to, like I said, understand that the games that we play with people and uh, giving hints, we need to start doing that. That's just personally how I feel. That We need to stop giving hints because why are we giving hints when we're grown? We just need to go ahead and constantly be like, look, I feel you and I like you and I want so much you and I want to do this. I want to do that. And okay, like being straightforward is what's needed nowadays. But the playing games of, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I got this. I got that. Like excuses like we're grown, you know, if you don't have interest in me, okay, move on. But if you do, okay, let's work something out. But the playing games is just I think we need to stop. But, yeah, I think that question of waiting season and knowing you're the waiting season, I think it's personally between you and God because everybody's waiting season is different compared to every person. Like, my waiting season is can definitely is completely different from your waiting season. And sometimes our own thoughts and our own thinking of what holds us, holds us back into thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I just sneezed. So, and what I was saying is that maybe sometimes our brain and our mindset it's trying to allow us not to think of what needs to happen, but, um, man, it's just between you and God. Um, I think another question is that, what is my point of view on, where is it at? What is your point of view on same-sex, same-sex, um, things? Uh, one, I think it's big that we need to understand that God loves every person, that God is loving, and God is, what, God is love, so, God is how do I say this? God loves a person, but God hates the sin. So, like, the sinning part of having same sex, it's a spiritual attack that we need to understand that that's not what God wants to give you. And God doesn't give you that. And it's understanding that maybe there's insecurities that you need to work on as well. Understanding that there's trauma that was given to you. And as well, to understand that what what's being normalized is not what needs to be given to you and that uh, the normalization of same sex is a spiritual attack. Once again, God loves you. God loves you. I love you. The people around you love you. But it's the same. It's the sin that we don't or God doesn't like. And I think that God's us confused because the world normalizes so much that we think it's okay. And that it changes our mindset to the young people thinking it's okay. And they grow up to choose that way. But yeah, same sex, my personal view on it is that I think it's wrong, but I don't despise a person. I love the person. I just think the act in the sin is wrong. That's it. And uh, we need to put you in prayers. We got to pray for you. But we still, we still love you, but pray for you. Pray that God just has a spiritual encounter with you and that he opens your eyes to the real understanding and takes these chains off of you in bondage. That the real thing is that um, God gives everybody free choices. And if you accept, you accept. If you don't, and that's your consequences of knowing that God has so much more for you. But your walk is your walk, and I love you as a person, but I just don't like your sin. And that's the hard truth. And yes, everyone's like, oh, you're supposed to be in love. Yeah, it is in love. I love you as a person. I really do. I hope the best for you, but I don't I don't like your sin. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's as simple the truth that I could give it. But... Man, this this was a this was a topic to speak about about relationships because everyone's relationship is different. But these these were my point of views on relationships as well. Vice I was given and biblical references that um, one God allows helpers in our life. God puts us in seasons where we gotta wait, and it's not because we did something wrong. It's because God is allowing the blessing to be received by us when we're ready for the blessing. Uh, I think we get confused that God is, um, how do I say that? God is preparing. We think that God is preparing the blessing for us, but God is really pre preparing you for the blessing. So we get into a spot of thinking that maybe it's a no, but it's not a no. It's just a no for that moment. But man, 
<laughs> I like these I love these questions because it gets me really thinking now about like myself like <laughs> I really went through this type of season where I was getting cheated on and got my heart broken and all this other stuff and got played and never could understand why but then now I realize like man I was choosing the things that were was not what I needed but is what I wanted <laughs> and so I think we get into a spot of looking at things that we want but not needed and God has opened my eyes to that right now. Like, I mean, I'm not reminiscing on things, thinking I could change it back then, but it's that's what's going to allow me to choose what my next relationship is because it allows me to realize that just because it's not what I wanted, it's what I need. And so at least sometimes God is going to bring that person to you and they're going to be a blessing and sometimes they're going to be a lesson. And God has allowed me to see this person that I've been wanting, but also know that we could praise God together. Uh, something that maybe I gotta just navigate through with him and understand like it's just something that's gonna have to be talked about with him and him only but man yeah I'm gonna start slowly wrapping up this podcast but the person you're waiting the person that's in the waiting season and the person that's confused maybe that God is not gonna give him a person and how we know we're supposed to be in a waiting season or we're gonna be single for the rest of our life is that you won't you gotta have faith you gotta see it and then receive it you got to see it, receive it, then, you know, walk through it. But I believe God has somebody out there for you. I truly do. And it's to understand that don't take what's given to you. But at the same time, keep your discernment open to know that maybe it's right in front of you because it's something that you're not choosing the first hand. But God is like, I'm presenting in front of you. But keep your standards high and your, um, how do I say, your standards high and your things high. But don't. Allow it to blind you from the things that are supposed to be seen in general. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'll go in depth with the next episode about being a godly man and what it means to me. But things that God also presents in front of us to be a godly man. But especially being Valentine's season, please keep it your keep your purity. Don't be going out fooling around just because you think that five minutes of intimacy is going to create you even stronger i mean yeah it gives you covenant and it gives you soul ties but come on if there's no ring it's not meant to be i mean it can be meant to be but you get what i'm saying i don't want to keep like <laughs> not you know downplaying anything but for me personally it's just i shoot to marry and uh i know what god's gonna give me and i know what god's gonna present to me and for me um he told me specifically that I need to wait and uh, I don't want to, I just don't want to mess up my chance of having a good marriage. And I plan on only getting married once and that's only it. But like I said, God has somebody out there for you. God hears your prayers, uh, line everything with the glory. God has plans for you to give you peace and not evil. God has things that are going to give you more abundantly of blessings and knowing that you're going to be able to steward over it but be selfish in your season of waiting because it allows you to grow and heal from things that you need to heal and grow and for me the reason why I choose the waiting season is because like I said I just don't want to bring my problems or trauma that I, maybe I need to heal from to my next relationship they don't deserve that so um just know I love you and I hope the best for you that God's gonna bring a significant other for you and it's gonna be your choice because it's your relationship if you want that but have your discernment open and your wisdom open to know what is needed and not needed. But don't be blinded by your own desires to knock out what God's going to give you in front of you. But let me pray for you. Father God, I just pray for this individual. That you give him an amazing week of just love and kindness, knowing that the greatest love that we received was from you giving, you your, giving your son to us. And that's the biggest Valentine's gift ever because Valentine is showing about true love and the love of others. But your love was so strong that you gave yourself for us that we should not perish but have eternal life with him. So, Father, I just want to say thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for this time to even minister to certain individuals or even speak about you, Father. I know this person is going to have thoughts and wonders of things they need to do. But, Father, I just pray that this person knows that the way this season is maybe a season for them to work on things but if it's not it's simply a choice to know that you're allowing us to get the full thing that we've been seeking but Lord, i just so ask that you give us the eyes to see the things in front of us 
see the things that you're presenting to us, but don't let us settle for the things that are less of us and know that sometimes but how the society is that they expect us to have, you know, crazy things for us, Father. But what you give is more pleasurable and more everlasting, Father, and the love you give is it's the things that we need to seek. So, Father, I pray that with this person's heart and mind that they know that there's somebody out there that you have a made a wife or a husband for them, tailored to their needs and tailored to who they are, and that they'll glow in the spotlight to see this person, and that person will glow in the spotlight so they can see them, Father. And to know that they don't have to follow the ways of the world. They need to follow the ways of you, and this generation is going to grow and edify you, Father God, and that the kingdom of your kingdom especially is going to grow. So, Father, I just want to say thank you for this person, that you give them a beautiful week, a beautiful day tomorrow, and a beautiful day today, and that you give them a new time to work on themselves as well, to understand that there's nothing wrong with them, and that relationships can be difficult, but it's a blessing that we get to have and have communion and fellowship with a significant other, or as well the opposite sex, Lord, that you give us to grow with them. But, Lord, I just ask that you let us open the hearts to receive people that we maybe think that are not what we want or not what we need, but it's, it's something that you want to give us because we need it. It desires of things that we maybe want, but it's not what we need. So, Father, I just want to say thank you and I bless this person. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Man, thank you guys for tuning in. And I know this was a lot one, a lot, a long one, but like I said, God's going to give you the time and need of when to find this person, those questions that you're seeking for, present it to him because he will give you the answer. And when he doesn't give it to you, let time play out because you will get that person. It's just a matter of when you're ready and you choose to be ready. And if you are, man, have fun, do it smart, have wisdom, do it biblically. And like I said, have good standards, have high standards, but don't let the morals I'll weigh the standards of your materialistic things because material things are not going to follow us. So check the heart, check the praising hands, see how they worship, see how they pray, and choose based off of that and present it to God. But I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. See ya.